What's good, Loveland, and welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Dan Bublitz Jr. I hope you had a fantastic week, and I hope you enjoyed the first episode that came out last Friday with Dwayne Higgins of Big Beaver Brewing. I hope that was a fun episode to listen to. If you're tuning in today, it is Friday, September 23rd, 2022, and uh, we have a it's a brand new episode, brand new week with a brand new guest. Today's guest actually wrote and produced the intro music that you just got to enjoy at the top of the show. At least I hope you enjoyed that intro music. But it was written and produced by our guest today, who is Darren Williams, who is the lead singer and songwriter for Inside the Mind. They are a fantastic reggae band that's based right here in Loveland, Colorado. And uh, we had a great conversation. We talked about his music, and we talked about transitioning from being a hip-hop musician to forming a reggae band and all that went into that the transition process into that we also talked a little bit about facebook groups because darren in addition to being a great musician he's also the founder of lovelanders the facebook group lovelanders which currently sits at 18,000 members. So we talked about that and the trials and tribulations and and the the pains of running a Facebook group that grows really fast and having to deal with people uh, which can sometimes not be so much fun, but that's not that's neither here nor there. We're not going to talk about that today. Uh, if you after you listen to this episode though, if you enjoy this interview with Darren Williams and you enjoy his music, because yeah, after the interview we get a sample some of his music. Darren was so gracious to let us uh, play one of his songs on this podcast, so that's going to be coming up after the interview. But if you enjoy their music and you want to see them live, you're in luck as long as you're listening to this on the day that this podcast comes out. And that is because they are playing tonight, September 23rd, at Blues Music and Brews in downtown Loveland, Colorado. So if you're in the area and you want to go see some live entertainment right there, that's your first event this week. And there are a lot of events this week, I will have to say. And that's what we're we're just going to lead right into this. If you're here for to find out about events, there's a lot of events. Again, I can only cover so many events, so if you have an event that you would like mentioned on the episode to make sure it stands out, just go to the Facebook page. There's a form at the top of the page that you can fill out. That's the What's Good Loveland Facebook page. Fill out the form. Let me know about your event, and I'll be more than happy to feature it on a future episode of the podcast. Again, I don't charge for that. It's not a, a it's not something you have to pay for. You just put it up there and then I'm going to mention it. Like all these events that I'm going to talk about. I can Google and that's what I did on some of these. So, I can only cover so many. Only got so much time. But this is what we're going to highlight this week. So, it's Friday. It's Friday, September 23rd. You're thinking, what can we do today? Well, one, I already told you, you can go see Inside the Mind at Blues Music and Brews. If you're not into live music, maybe it's a date night and you want to do something fun. Well, you can do the Pop-Up Park Picnic Couples Date Night. That sounds like a fun event. That's a pop-up picnic in the park. It's a date night. You can learn the five love languages. It's self-guided. You watch the sunset with fun digital activities. Uh, you can find more about that online. All you got to do is get Google pop-up park picnic. That's taking place over on, uh, I'm not sure which park it doesn't say, but it's 2750 North Taft Avenue in Loveland, Colorado. Uh, the next event we're going to talk about is the Cruising in the Past Lane car show. I love that play on words, cruising in the past lane car show. That's taking place at uh, Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, and that goes from 5 to 7. So if you want to go see some classic cars, that would be that's your route. Go check it out. That sounds like a fun event. Uh, and then we have more live music. We have live music on the patio featuring Riley Ann over at Loveland Aleworks. That starts, that's from 5 to 7. Then on Saturday, uh, September 24th, a lot of great events. We've got the Alpha Omega Poker Run brought to you by Thunder Mountain Harley Davidson. That's going to run from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. You also have the Children's Material Swap. That's brought to you by Trinity Unit. 
excuse me, Trinity United Methodist Church. They are partnering with Moms on the Climb Tribe for a children's material swap. If you need to, uh, if your kid needs clothes, toys, or other items, this is the perfect, or if you have uh, those items that you want to get rid of, this is a perfect event to go do, to, to go do that. Uh, and that's going to run from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Trinity United Methodist Church. Uh, and then let's see, what else do we got Saturday? We have the uh, this next event, which is, here we go, the Saba Sori 2022, which is the, the Sore is a black tie optional event, uh, evening event celebrating the strength and resilience of sexual assault victims in northern Colorado. Uh, that's an event that takes place from 5.30 to 10 p.m. That's at the Ranch Events Complex. If you want to know more about that, you can go check that out online. Uh, and then uh, also on uh, the Saturday night, you can go to the 22nd Annual Lucky Hearts Gala, or Gala, however you want to say it. That's taking place at the Embassy Suites by Hilton uh, Loveland Hotel and Conference Center and Spa right here in Loveland, Colorado. It's High Craft Builders is proud to sponsor the 22nd Annual Lucky Hearts Gala. It's a fundraising event that supports hearts and horses. So uh, if you want to go support some charities, go check out those events. Maybe you want to do some live music on Saturday. That's cool. You can see go. You can go see live at the Boot. That's at uh, 9 p.m. Then on Sunday, there's a lot of fun things going on on Sunday, September 25th. We have the Last Call Triathlon. If you're into exercise, if you like to bike, run, and uh, swim, that's the event for you. That's taking place at Boyd Lake State Park. It goes from 7.30 in the morning till 11 in the morning, 11 a.m. That's that's a great event. You can get up, get it out of the way first thing in the morning. Then after you go do the triathlon, you can head over to the Farmer's Market. Good times, good times. Or you could head over to the Northern Colorado Cars and Coffee event that takes place over at the uh, Promenade. What is it? The Promenade Shops at uh, Centera. I probably butchered that name, but I'm not good with words all the time. So bear with me. I'm also new to the area, kind of. So there you go. Uh, if you want some live music on Saturday night, you can go see Bruce. Bruce Cook at the Budweiser Event Center. That's gonna. That sounds like a fun event. I think that's in addition to another like mu- little music festival that's taking place there. You can also go check out the Loveland Pagan Fest, a community event that takes place from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's going to be at the Foundry in downtown Loveland. Uh, and then you also have on Sunday, you have acrylic pouring at Big Thompson Brewing. That's an acrylic pouring class that's taking place over at uh, Big Thompson's Brewing, uh, 1.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. So that's an afternoon event for you. Again, there's a lot of things going on in Loveland, Colorado. Uh, this is just one weekend. And again, I already mentioned it, but you can go check out the uh, you got the uh, Loveland Farmer's Market over on uh, the, over at the, the fairgrounds park. So that takes place on Sunday as well. Then on Monday, uh, we got the bridal festival, the bridal festival's wedding expo. That's taking place out at the, uh, that is at the Laramere County fair board. Uh, go out there. If you're planning a wedding, that's a good way to meet vendors, uh, regarding, uh, regarding weddings and such. So go check that out. Then, also on Monday, over at uh, Beta Gumbo, you have Ain't From Here Acoustic Trio. They're playing from 5.30 to 8.30. Then on uh, Tuesday, you have Open Paint over at Planks and Paint, DYI Workshop and Boutique. That's uh, that's where that's going to be located. Then on Wednesday, we've got a couple great events on Wednesday. You have Verboten Comedy over at Verboten Brewing. That's at 7 o'clock. Presented by Loco Comedy. Then you also have over at uh, the uh, Black and Blues Music and Brews. You have, uh, there, it's it's uh, the Board Games and Brews Night. That's right. Uh, Man of Alt Games is taking over to present uh, a uh, night of games, drinks, and fun. It's the September. They're going to be focusing on party games. So they're going to be featuring games that can be played with larger groups of people. 
and they have smaller pieces to keep track of, which is always great for the bar. Uh, they're going to be playing, you know, you've got, uh, what is it, Charty Party, Puns of Anarchy, Ransom Notes, uh, Trial by Trolley, Munchkin. Munchkin's one of my favorite games. Love that game. And Flux Remix. So those are some of the different games that they're going to be bringing over to Black and Blues Music and Brews. So if you want to go play some board games, that would be the route to go. If you want to go see some comedy, head over to Verboten Brewing. Then on Thursday, uh, we have another one of the another rendition of the Pop Up picnic you can do that again that i think that runs a couple different times um and then in the morning uh thursday morning you got the family outdoor story time that's at the loveland public library that's from 10 to 10 30 and then at loveland ale works that night from uh six to eight we have kimmy's awesome trivia and then over at black and blues music and brews we have the mad dog blues trio so that's going to be a wrap on what's coming up this week here in the loveland area again there are so many events to cover i can't cover them all i just wanted to highlight a bunch of different events uh for each day throughout the week um it did seem to go on for a long time, so in the future I may only highlight a couple events, so I'm not carrying on so long. But either way, uh, those are some things that you can do. There's still there's a tons of tons of events that I couldn't even cover on this show, so just go do a Google search. Make sure you're supporting live local entertainment and art. Support your local businesses. It's important that we support local. All right, so that's going to be a wrap of this week's events. Now, let's get into this conversation that I had with Darren Williams. Enjoy. This week, I am joined by Darren Williams, the lead singer and founding member of Inside the Mind, which is a reggae band. Here in Love, are you based here in Loveland, Colorado? Yeah, okay. I was actually uh, born and raised here. So, oh, not only based, you're from Loveland. Yeah, downtown Loveland too. So, oh, that's that's nice. Well, you already beat me to that because that was always that's going to be a question that I'm going to be asking guests is that if they moved here or if they're from here. You know, because I always find it interesting when people move to a new area, like what brought them to that area. Right, know, totally. Like, because you see all kinds of different walks of lives in different areas where you wouldn't think. You know? I, I feel like I'm one of those um, native Loveland people that isn't mad that people are coming or upset. <laughs> like, I'm not one of those people that um, tell people, oh, go back to, you know, California or wherever you're from, just because I understand that the world is also getting more populated so it just yeah, makes sense yeah people have to find places to live <laughs> right exactly <laughs> and if they choose you yeah i mean at some level you you should be happy that they they want to live in an area like this because it just means that your city has got something some charm to it that is you know right. something's attracting people to come to this area you know exactly whatever that, it might be and that like builds opportunities too for you know if you're a small business owner or pretty much doing anything in the local like the more people that are here like the better chance of you actually being successful rather than if it was like still the small town with the one mcdonald's when i grew up like <laughs> maybe wouldn't like have as many people attending a show or yeah or, or you know buying anything that you're trying to sell out of a store or something like that so yep no absolutely i agree with that well it's funny because i as somebody that just moved here i've only been here since march and, you know, we were looking in Denver and obviously with housing prices and everything. And don't worry, I'm not getting into the politics and stuff. That's not what this is. But it's just what, you know, we, we just couldn't find a place there. It was too competitive. And so we started looking around and somebody mentioned this town, Loveland, and said, you should go check it out. You know, it's only an hour from Denver. And so we went and checked it out, and we immediately fell in love with the town it, right. because of the, you know, from what we saw. We loved the downtown area. We loved all the art, and we loved, like, you know, it's like the perfect size. It's not quite a big city, but it's also not a small town. It's got, you know, it's just great. There, right. and we were just like, yep, this is where we're, we want to Yeah, move. and it kind of sounds like something out of, like, a children's book you would have read about, like, Loveland with the, you know, Princess and the King or something yep. like that. <laughs> 
So absolutely, <laughs> it's definitely got a charm and an appeal, and I see why people would want to move up here and then live in this town as somebody that went just went through it. And that's why I'm so that's why I started this podcast because I you know I kind of did a little bit of research, and there's some local podcasts, but they weren't really covering. I mean, it, maybe at some aspects they cover some art and entertainment, but it seemed more like they were going different ways with what they were talking about, which is fine. And I, I was immediately flabbergasted by how creative this town is, not just with the, like I said, with the fine art, but like the performance arts. You know, I went to an open mic at uh, East End Lounge and it was like, like pretty much bands were playing. It wasn't right. like a, you know, I'm used to going to music open mic and it's like a singer songwriter, maybe one other person with them doing something acoustic. This was like full on bands at this open mic. I've heard good stuff <laughs> about jamming. that place. I've actually, I haven't checked it out, but my neighbor plays guitar and uh, he was playing at a neighborhood party and uh, we, yeah, he let me jam on his guitar for a little bit, but he keeps trying to get me to go down there and um it's like a block away from my house i just need oh. to do it <laughs> yeah yeah you just need to go yeah for sure well and i went down to see if they'd let me do some comedy and uh and michael the the guy that hosts it he let me let me in another comment go up and it was great and then, oh cool and like doing an open mic for musicians yeah musicians that's great yeah well he you know he wants them to be true full-on open mic where it's open to everything it's just a matter of going and getting right your time slot because he also hosts the one at West End Lounge too which they do on Wednesdays and that was a fun one too uh, and again it's just seeing the talent that I saw there I'm just like what? Right where's the West End Lounge? It's on the West End of 4th Street uh, almost so we're okay that's opposite the one, okay, that's, of, the one I, that's the one I was talking about that's a block from my house oh I okay was, so I don't know where the East End one is so okay well East End is like I said opposite of that it's all the way on the other side of 4th Street so okay. past like Lincoln and I th- oh I, I don't know I think where. I know what you're talking about yeah across from like the old steam laundry and yeah, yeah. over that way yep for that's, sure that's where it is yeah but both oh both of those open mics very fun. And like I said, there's so much talent. I was just like, what? These pe- All these people live in this town? Right. <laughs> They're driving all the way from, uh, you know, Boulder. Probably not. but <laughs> Yeah. And, and maybe maybe some do. But I, it seems like from what I've gathered, a lot of there's a lot of bands or musicians that live here in Loveland. And, and I was awesome. just like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I need to go that. I need to go down just to network and and maybe even jam a little bit. So yeah, oh for sure. But let's get back to talking about you and, and yeah, your totally. creative endeavors because you you know like you said you have the reggae band and it looked like you know doing a little bit of research you've been in some other you were in a hip hop. Yeah, I actually started in um, hip hop, kind of. Uh, well, in high school I started kind of doing that with a friend of mine, and. Uh, once we got out of high school, um, he was in this like pr- kind of successful, not, I mean, locally successful band. And, uh, he ended up going to school for, um, recording and they, they kind of dropped him from the band while he was, oh, um, because was... they wanted to keep going. And so, um, so then he, him and I just like put our full emphasis in hip hop music and we actually ended up doing um, some pretty cool stuff. We opened up for like Wu Tang Clan and um, oh wow! And like uh, yeah, th- there's actually a huge list of like because we would play the Aggie like all the time, and they would always have us come in and do this direct support for like who was coming in and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that was kind of like for a you know about I'd say like ten to twelve, fifteen years. I don't know exactly, but um. Yeah, he eventually was dealing with like really bad alcoholism, and so it became a lot harder to just get things done. Like we, like I'd never know which, um, you know, which person I was going to get, and so it definitely makes it tough. Yeah, and we go to shows, and it'd be almost like I'd be babysitting. Hey, like making sure they only had you know one or two drinks before we went on. Otherwise, I knew it's just going to be a train wreck. Yeah, and so uh, I don't know, just kind of between that and switching careers, I kind of fell out of uh, music for a few years in general, just like, uh, and then when I got, when I kind of got back into it, I wasn't really listening to that much hip hop anymore. And uh, I'd always like loved, um, you know, reggae music and, and I call it Cali reggae cause it's kind of like the Americanized version mm-hmm. of it. That sublime yep. really like, um, you know, kickstarted back in the nineties. Um, and 
yeah, I like follow um, some bands. And one of them, I found out that it was just one guy doing everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so in my mind, before that, I thought like, well, you can't do that kind of music unless you have a full full band. Like, so I just never even, you know, I'd played bass in a few bands growing up. And I, you know, I'd played in some rock bands and we'd even do some reggae. But um, yeah, so once I kind of, I was like, well, maybe I'll give that a try. And I made this kind of reggae dub song. Um, and I released it on a few of these groups that I was in and everybody was really digging it. And so I was like, yeah, maybe I'll just give this a try for a little bit. And so far it's, yeah, it's been a journey and you def- it's definitely been like reinventing, you know, everything that I knew, mm-hmm. but, uh, but then you can still take some hip hop elements from, from what I used to know as well and, and mix it in there and stuff. Oh, like absolutely. That, so. I mean, I've, you know, you've got. Well, and I don't know how close to to hip hop, I guess, but like, it, I see it feels like like slightly stupid seem kind of like they'd be a close, you know, they're not a full right. on men, but you know, you can you can sense some elements of hip hop and the reggae there. Kind oh of yeah, in and they're like, you know, they're big from the '90s too, and mm-hmm. I think that was just kind of in the DNA of a lot of like whatever bands were doing in the '90s. I felt like there was hip hop sprinkled in there, like you heard it in like even groups like Rage Against the Machine and Corn, And just like if you were doing metal, if you're doing, you know, Sublime did a lot of it. I think that was just kind of such a, like, part of the element of the 90s. Just uh, that. As somebody that grew up in the 90s, I would agree. (laughs) Right. Yeah, totally. So... (laughs) And as one that's familiar with all the bands you just mentioned, I would agree. (laughs) Right, yeah. It was a fun, fun time to grow up. Although I was watching that Woodstock documentary... And, I haven't uh, watched that yet. Yeah, yeah. It's from 99, and I'm like, man, I'm so glad that I was still a little too young to go to that show. <laughs> it looked horrible. Yeah, I've heard that it was <laughs> pretty pretty bad. Uh, that the document, the documentary reveals some pretty telling stuff Oh yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. It looked like it was miserable. Um, but, you yeah. know, I'm sure some people that went probably loved it for the chaos. So Yeah. Oh, for sure. Some <laughs> people definitely love, love the chaos. Now with your, with, you know, starting your, this band, how long have you been, how, how long has this band been going now? Um, so like I started kind of, uh, writing the music right around, um, 2019. Oh, okay. And I released, um, a few singles, but I, I really released like the first like EP that I'd still, be proud enough to keep on my Spotify <laughs> um, in 2020. So it, pretty much like a month right after, or I think it was like actually a couple of weeks after like it was like the mandated everybody stay yeah. home. So it's kind of a super weird time for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, so just a couple years. And then I was able to, since I already had the music recorded, I was able to find a little bit better caliber of musicians because mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to like just write on Craigslist looking for a band. I play this and I sound like this, and um, you know, nobody knows like yeah that they're any good. But when you actually have like, hey, check out the link to all these songs. This is what I've already done. This is what I right play. totally yeah. So yeah, I ended up and we've been through a few members, but I feel like we've uh, just we've got a solid lineup now, and now we're a five piece band, and I would say like. The four other members are better musicians than I am for sure, <laughs> but they're all playing my music, which is it's just super cool. So, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and as a creative person, it, even like with filmmaking, because I see you do like some video stuff too. But right. I don't know if you it, if you do more on like the corporate side or if you're doing you know like filmmaking and stuff. But like when you think of an idea, like I saw this, I used to dabble with filmmaking and. You, you think of an idea for a, a, a movie or short or whatever. You put it on paper and you go through the whole process. And even if it's crappy at the end, but you're going to see this final project, it's like, wow, that's amazing. I thought of this and, and I got it going and all these people came along. And yeah, together, more talent. And yeah, together, <laughs> we made this happen. Yeah, and it is, it's awesome. an incredible feeling. Right. No, that is cool just to like have an idea. I mean, that's just kind of where I came I mean, inside the mind, it's not like the deepest name, but what it's just like pretty much, I feel like kind of a ADD person, but my head's just always like thinking of a million things at mm-hmm. once. So I was just like, you know, whatever this is, it's definitely just like originating from whatever's floating around in there. So 
Nice, yeah. Well, and then with the video work, I assume you're doing your own videos too, because I watched some of yeah, your videos. So. I know that's been <laughs> tough, like because I, I want to be the person behind the camera, um, <laughs> and a lot of times I'll have my, you know, my buddy Kale. Oh yeah, by the way, that um, the musician I used to work with, he actually has been clean for three years, and so we've, um, yeah, we, he's still doing hip hop too. But so I, I'd have him come out and shoot, um, but he's not a videographer, so I. I'd look at it and the headroom would just be so crazy. I'd look like I was like, oh, you know, yeah, three feet tall. But like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been. That's why I tried to shoot a lot of stuff that's like not me and some of the some of it too. And um, and then just I don't know. It's been it's been cool though. I've. What's funny is like uh, our bass player is the head videographer for the city of Loveland. Like that's his oh job. really, and so he should just be making videos for sure. And he's offered to, too, but um, just, you know, with our busy schedules, sometimes it's hard to align that stuff. That's definitely for a band, though. I feel like that those are good uh, extra assets to have. Right. Because a lot of bands, they want to make a music video and they have to hire somebody out. And videography isn't cheap, you know. And if it is... You're not, you know, I'm not getting what you're you're not. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I've had friends who, you know, I've seen people in bands hire people and then all of a sudden they're complaining because they were supposed to have this video and it five months have passed and that and now they haven't even heard from (laughs) the video, you know, like they just got uh, pretty much ghosted by them. Right. Totally. Yeah. And you kind of get what you pay for, for sure. When I'm working with because I'm networking with a lot of uh bands and that are hooking us up with shows and opportunities and so a lot of times i'll end up doing a music video for you know pennies on the dollar for some of these people just Mm -hmm. because um it's kind of like almost returning a favor but also like i love making music videos Mm -hmm. not enough to like make it completely (laughs) yeah not not enough to be completely like consumed with it but it's kind of like the fun part of uh of like the video work that I do. Cause like you said, I do do a lot of corporate stuff and stuff that's maybe not as like, Oh, you can't make that many Instagram posts stuff. Something you did. That's like some interviews for a corporation or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But those definitely pay a lot better for sure. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the way, even with comedy corporate gigs, they're not always the funnest and, but they usually pay the best. <laughs> right, totally. <laughs> and at the end of the day, even though we're artists, we still got to make money to survive. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We, we still have rent to pay and, and all the bills that go with it. Right. With yeah. If you only chose the fun stuff, then um, <laughs> yeah, you'd have to downsize a little bit or something. Right. Sure. And that's why people, that's why you need to go out and support my, more live entertainment. <laughs> we right. Need you totally. There. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, that's one thing is uh, um, when we used to do hip hop shows, we'd have like hundreds of friends come out and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, now that, and I know we're in like this post COVID kind of weird time, but, um, all these reggae shows, barely any of my friends come out anymore. And, uh, my wife was talking to me she's like, well, do you think it's cause they don't like reggae music or, and I was like, no, it's definitely because like we're in our late thirties now and everybody has kids and a family <laughs> yeah. and they're not coming out to shows anymore in general. When we were all in our twenties, like people were always looking for something to do. So that's just the nature of like getting who, older. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of who our friends are. And so, yeah, suddenly if you know, your friends start getting married and having kids and then it's amazing. Cause then yeah, suddenly going out isn't a priority. Right, exactly. And that's the same <laughs> for me. Should be. No. That's the same for me too. Like, uh, a lot of times, it's always the perfect get out of anything card too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I couldn't find a sitter, but we do. My wife and I do like to go out as much as we can. But yeah. Do you have kids? Um, I have one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, three year old daughter, Amaya. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because uh, kids, because and how does that work? Like with because it seems like you seem pretty busy within the community and stuff. How has that impacted like oh, playing yeah. these kids and stuff? Right. So even we, for like booking. Yeah, so having the having a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's funny because we live in a a pretty small house in downtown Loveland. Um, it's like historic, nineteen oh one. And for the first like year, I I could make as much music as I want because she would just lay there and <laughs> enjoy the and music. not be able to move. But then <laughs> it got to a certain age where I couldn't even pick up a guitar, no matter what she was doing or who else was there. 
without her coming in the, you know, my little studio area and grabbing the guitar pick and just hitting it as much as I could. So I, I literally couldn't work on anything unless, um, unless she was sleeping. And then half the time, I don't know, when you have kids and you're really busy, half the time if they're taking a nap, like that's the best time for you to take a nap. <laughs> um, so I, I was able to eventually, um, cause we've, you know, obviously you want to like build on and do a bunch of stuff, but that takes a little more time. So we had a, or we have a sweet, like detachable garage. And I just said, Hey, I'm sacrificing my half of this. And I'm just going to put a lot of money and time into making that like a space. Um, mm-hmm. so I got my, you know, production recording studio out there. I got a green screen photography and I, I put a lot of money in making lights everywhere to make it look super cool. And, um, so yeah, so that's been a lot better now that I can actually go somewhere and escape and get stuff done. So yeah, um, and not technically, and not really escape. You just go to your yeah, yeah, yeah that's you just, what's nice. You're still in pro- close proximity of you know if there's right. an emergency or whatever or or whatever it might be. You're still close exactly. Which is good. And I actually was lucky to um, team up with. There's actually so my friend Kale. Um, he owns a recording studio just on the other side of downtown Loveland. And then like a couple blocks from him is um, chromatic studios with my buddy, Tim, and he's a reggae engineer. I don't know how lucky I got, like just being that close to somebody that just specifically does reggae. So now it's cool. Cause bef- you know, on the first EP, I was doing everything, like all the all the production, all the recording, all the mixing, all the, I guess you'd call it mastering. I just kind of made everything sound a little bit louder. But <laughs> um, but now being able to, like, go over and record it somewhere with somebody that has, like, a crazy amount of amazing gear, a microphone that costs more than, like, my whole studio <laughs> setup. Right. And then hand that off to somebody that's just like been doing this reggae music for like a, a couple decades and is just so good at like getting it to sound where it needs to sound. That's also helped like because now I can focus more on the writing and just getting those scratch tracks down. And then I don't have to like, because I don't think, I don't know how I would have maintained that amount of time that you need to actually like just, you know, do all the mixing and stuff. I definitely, that's a full time job right there. So. Yeah. So oh, that's I'm been sure. great. And so, the, yeah, a lot of talent in downtown Loveland. And, uh, yeah. I, and like I said, I've seen it by going to some of the, the shows and the mics and stuff around here. And I was g- kind of going into that. I, I've, I, we started to go into it, and I kind of didn't really press it. I kind of forgot. I want to go back yeah, to that. No so you started this reggae band. What inspired you to start a reggae band, specifically reggae? Like, you know, because you, you, you right. touched about the hip hop a little bit, but yeah. Why um, reggae? I think my wife and I would just listen to a lot of at that time and still like not as much um, on some things, but we'd listen to a lot of EDM music and reggae music. And I, um, I just couldn't make EDM music, you know, <laughs> I tried <laughs> a couple like, times. And and my two favorite genres <laughs> of music <laughs> between the two. Right. I just couldn't do the other one. <laughs> and I wouldn't even say EDM was like one of my favorite. It's just something that my wife and I kind of had in common, like that we'd like to listen to. <laughs> we don't listen to nearly as much as we used to, but, um, but that's another reason why I'd love to put all those, um, crazy synthesizers into the reggae and mm-hmm. give it a little bit of a some medium elements and stuff in there too. So I think that was it. Yeah. And then like, and then, like I said, just seeing, um, the name of the bands is stick figure and just seeing that they were able to, or he was able to just do it all without having to rely on, you know, other musicians to show up and Mm -hmm. write. Yeah. Cause it's hard enough to getting, you know, a bunch of guys together to practice, like working with five people's schedules. I can only imagine if, I mean, and other bands do it all the time, but just, being able to get together all the time to be able to write and get all the stuff ready for the shows. And yeah, that's um, why when they get, as they get, as they grow as, 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 as a band, like not just as a band, but like popularity and, you know, whatever, they have to start hiring a team. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Exactly. Like that's why there's tour managers, band manager, like all the different things because yeah. And gets... they all, but then they get to the point where they don't have job or that is their job. So that makes it a little bit easier. A little bit easier. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Which we all want that. That's one thing I like about comedy is that it's just me. I don't have to rely on other people, you know. Right, like I don't totally. have to get other people to come to practice. I can just go do what I got to do. Yeah, that's awesome. 
And yeah, and that's why I like I said because I used to dabble with filmmaking, and it was the same thing with filmmaking where getting everybody together to play <laughs> or well in our sense make a movie wasn't right. always easy so especially because we were doing it for fun and it wasn't like we were getting paid you know it wasn't exactly. like we were going to a job it was just something we were doing for fun no that's really cool yeah exactly like i don't know i i definitely like uh would write i mean if you have the right people too it'd, it'd be awesome if, like and i think we we just finished a song as a band where I, I just, I didn't come with a complete thing finished for like the first time ever. And so I do think that, um, for that one, it'd be cool to get everybody in the studio and just to say like, let's yeah, you record know, this. yeah, let's do this as one. So, um, but I don't know if I think to maintain like just the consistency and even that creative, I think when, if you have something going and I think that's why, you know, stick figure has one of the best, live bands like every single I can name every single one of their members because they're super iconic people but even as he's grown he's still just doing all the drums all the bass everything himself like and I think some of that is just because of the creativeness of like you know when it's all coming from one person it's going to be a consistent like really like what's going on like Mm -hmm. in your in your mind but when you start working with other people on everything then it starts to and, and sometimes that's a good thing, but it can definitely like yeah. not be the the same kind of ideas. Yeah, and stuff. It can evolve into something else, right? And sometimes that's great, but then you know sometimes like you lose something too. But it just depends, yeah. For sure. And what? And speaking of that, going talking about the you know producing everything yourself and doing all the writing and stuff. How many instruments can you play? Do you um, play them all, or do you do right? No, I I play guitar and bass and keyboard, and then. For drums, I um, I just do like the drum pad. Oh, okay. So I, yeah. I have a little bit of coordination with my fingers. I could never do it with my limbs. I mean, maybe <laughs> I could. Like, I just haven't had a kit in a long enough time to to try to practice. try for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, yeah, a lot of times I'll add in like violin and um, horns through like MIDI, like Ableton, like doing it on the keyboard. And then I'll have somebody record it when it's time to actual actually like lay down for the song and mm-hmm. so it's the same parts and stuff but yeah yeah so yep. so really only like three but i think they're the th- oh yeah and then i sing too so i guess well, call yeah that yeah for sure so yeah yeah that's a that's always fascinating to me when people who have the talent that can do all the different things like i i have no musical talent at all i can't play any instruments i couldn't imagine being able to play three or four right <laughs> yeah i know but then getting on stage and uh i know like I have a tough time, like even being the front man, like sometimes between things and I'll say the dumbest jokes and my wife always, or, or like, <laughs> they're always making fun of me. Cause I'll say just like dad jokes or something in the middle of a set. And this last, we were driving to the last show and my wife's like, Hey, you should, uh, cause I, we were watching a band like the week before and I'm like, wow, he doesn't really talk to the crowd much, but he's like, he has this like thing about him where, um, this front man, he, he just like was leading everybody he didn't need to talk between and I made that comment to her and I think she like took it like and she said hey you should try not talk talking as much this time (laughs) she's just like hey why don't you uh try to be like (laughs) what's funny is uh I was looking at our set list when I was introducing ourselves um and she's like you know it looked like you were reading off a script when you said like Hey, what's hey everybody? We're inside the minds. We're here. Like, oh, like, looked like you were just reading yeah. It looked it like I was oh. reading a script, which is super funny. If I like had to put that on a piece of paper to say like what our band name was or something, <laughs> <laughs> can't even remember your band's name. <laughs> you right. need a note for it. That is that's hilarious. How do you decide? I mean, obviously, if because you're a newer band, so you probably only have a handful of, of original songs right now. But like when you're Say you're doing like a festival or whatever, because it looks like you've got one of the gigs up in Cheyenne that's coming up. Is that like a festival? That's That's what it looked like? It's actually tomorrow. Um, Oh, okay. Well, this will be out past that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. Sorry, yeah. Anyway, but still. From when we're talking. Um, (laughs) That one was originally a festival um, in July, and right before we got up, it got rained out. So it's kind of a rescheduled thing, but they ended up scheduling... 
um, the other two bands like a weekend, a different weekend that we couldn't do. So, oh, okay. So, so this is kind of makeup, but like in a situation like that, I guess what I wanted to, what I was curious, how do you build your set list for, you know, you know that you're not, you're just doing like a 20 minute set or a half hour set or whatever. Right. I'm curious how a band does that. That'd be nice. 20 minutes, 30 minutes lately that everybody's been asking for like two hours. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> insane. <laughs> I know. It's been crazy. Um, with a little bit of a break, but um, I don't know. It's like, for so yeah, when you're doing the long ones, you pretty much just have to play everything and then some. Yeah. But uh, for short ones, I don't know. I kind of just like, I know which ones that are, I would say crowd favorites, but just like ones that we feel like we're getting the best response for. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then also like always putting something fresh, like one of the newer things, just so we're not completely bored with, with what we're doing. But um yeah, I don't do a lot of covers. Um, I always felt like I could sing my songs better than I could sing anybody else's. <laughs> no, that's yeah, you're so, probably not wrong about that. Yeah, I, so we'll do a couple here and there. Like we do a sublime one, but it's mostly like when we're doing stuff like that, it's like the goal is for other people to be singing along and mm-hmm. get the crowd involved. Yeah not, yeah, not come up to me after and be like, hey, you should record that version of yeah. it. Because that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. It's just, yeah, yeah I'm, it's just when you're comparing to, you know, Bradley Knoll from Sublime, like, I think he was one of the better voices of the, mm-hmm. of the nineties for sure. So, yeah, yeah, that's probably true. And I just, cause I'm just curious. Cause like with comedy, we have to build a set, you know, we have, you know, we have an opening joke and we have right. a closing Don't joke. Don't you have to bomb a few times to figure that well, out, you, right? Obviously. I mean, that bombing's <laughs> part of it. <laughs> that's for sure. But what, what, but with that, like when you're picking what songs, you know, like you said, you, pick ones that you think are going to be crowd favorites or get the crowd, you know, the most reaction. Do you know, like, okay, we start here and then we do this song and this song, because then when we get to this song, they're really going to be into that. Like there, is there a right. flow? Yeah, totally. To like, um, yeah, like I'll start off with maybe one that's kind of chill because I know, especially if we're opening, I know like people are going to be like drifting in. So, and then we'll, I'll hit with like one of the, fa- the faster songs. Cause I'll be like, well, hopefully the people will be there by then and, and stuff like that. Or, but, but you know, when we were playing, like we just played the Emporium and I knew it'd be a little bit more of a chill set. So I just threw a lot more of that slower stuff in the beginning and stuff like that too. So I guess it just depends on like what you're playing. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot kind of, of these festivals, like, um, cause we played the kite festival. We played the Loveland ale, um, 10th anniversary festival this year, um, and I noticed, you know, the music is kind of the secondary thing at those. They have so many things going yeah. on. Yep. Um, so I probably put a lot more time, like, analyzing it than I even probably needed to. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just kind of going off what energy you feel will also get you, like, warmed up, you know, in the right way where, oh, I feel like if I sing this song first, then I'll sing this one better. Oh, too. okay. That makes sense. Right. Helps get your, your vocal cords. Yeah. Yeah. Up. Totally. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Do you ever like when you're playing a show, do you ever, do you always stick with the set list that you guys have planned or do sometimes you're like, ah, feeling the crowd's energy and you're like, well, maybe we should throw an audible and right. do the song we weren't going to do, but we'll do it. Right. Totally. Well, we've had to cut songs cause we've been short on time, but one of the things um, we've been doing, especially on these longer ones is throwing in um, just some like improv jams. That, oh, nice. Um, yeah. Cause at practice, we do that all the time and it's always like, you know, s- some of my ideas I'll actually get out of those and I'll go home and, and write something. But, but yeah, everybody's just such a, like, you know, a competent musician where they can just, um, pretty much go with the flow. And it sounds like something that, you know, we might've written. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think that, that to, like you said, that's, shows that they're competent musicians but as somebody that's not a musician when i see people that can just get together and jam like that and it sounds like something they writ they might have wrote right but they didn't they're just doing it improv style that just goes to show you not only how talented they are as individual musicians but the chemistry of those musicians together right you know because you to be able to do that and make it sound that good you have to have a good chemistry Exactly. Yeah. And these, yeah, I got really lucky with these guys. I always say like hit the, hit the jackpot for, especially with like the lineup we have now. They're just uh, really great for sure. 
That's great. That's awesome. Well, definitely have to go check you guys out live. Yeah, totally. Uh, and yeah, listeners, definitely. They'll you know the links to your website will be in the notes and stuff. Sweet. But before we go, we're also going to talk about because you founded a popular group, local group, because this is about Loveland and culture, great. and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff happens on social media. A lot. Yep. <laughs> sometimes too much happens on social media. Uh, but you're the founder of the Lovelanders group, right? Yeah, totally. So like. Um, yeah, it's kind of a funny story, like how it all started. It was during COVID, and um, I had just released, or maybe I did a music video, but it had parts of Loveland in it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to post this in the Lovelanders group. In my head, like it already existed. It was just something that I hadn't visit, visited or something yeah, like that like before. Yeah, like you figured there was already something there. Yeah, and I remember looking and seeing that there wasn't, and um, I told my wife, I'm like, oh, I'm going to create one. This is going to be big. And she's like, why? Like, what? What are you even talking about? Like, she didn't, um, yeah, like, and I get it. Like, it's not like I had started a lot of groups or done anything like that. But I just felt like there was a need. And especially during COVID, it was, um, I think that's when we were all stuck at home. And we definitely were. And people were just needing that community more than ever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was, I'm just shocked with how, like, it's just blown up in, like, two years, um, because I think we're almost at 18,000 members. Wow. And uh, But it's not just that. It's like the uh, you go to a lot of groups, especially local ones, and you look around and you'll scroll down and you'll see like they're, they turn into ghost groups, a lot mm-hmm. of them. Like you'll see one like, one comment here and there. Um, and it's crazy like just the amount of engagement in the Lovelanders group. You can't really find a post that won't have like, you know, 20 comments or like, you know, 20 likes or just, it, just or even, you know, it, and I see those stats too. It's just crazy how like, um, engaging that it's been. Mm-hmm. And it's just been really awesome to, to see that, to see that grow. It's also been, you know, a challenge too, because as things grow, like we do have group rules, like where we don't allow like politics or rants or, or, we're trying to keep, and that's, I think that's a reason why the group is so successful. And people tell me all, all the time, you see so much of all that stuff like everywhere, everywhere else. else. Yep. But then I've had a lot of um, people that, you know, their, their political posts will get removed. And it's not even by me too. There's like a team of moderators that are just like, yeah, yeah. But when um, you grow that big, you definitely need a team. That's a oh, lot yeah. for one person. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been great. Like a lot of people just have, vol- or everybody's volunteer. Nobody's getting paid, but you know. Um, or some people like they'll report so many posts and I'll be like, Hey, you're already kind of doing this. Do you want to just like be a moderator? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I've had like, uh, unfortunately I've had, you know, a lot of people threaten me like that oh, have no. had their, yeah. So that's been kind of a, a, a challenge, but, uh, I know it's funny cause everybody on the, uh, not to get political, but everybody on the left thinks I'm like right because their post got removed and everybody on the right thinks I'm like super left. And, and you're, it's funny, over, I'm like, and the you're whole point, over here. You're just like, I'm just trying to keep politics out of my yeah, group. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care what they are. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just kind of the nature, but like, luckily that's been a small percentage. But then as you, as you get to 18,000 people, like, you know, 1% suddenly is a lot bigger than it was like yeah, before. So, yep. Absolutely. Know. That makes sense. Well, and I've even seen other groups have, spawn well i don't know if they spawn but it feel like they've spawned from that oh yeah too. totally like, yeah I there's mean, like a whole so you're talking about like engagement handful. but not only do you have all that engagement you have other groups that have inspired from yeah having a local group yeah totally and some of the some of those have grown after you know like they people get yeah they've gotten upset like or whatever. upset and whatever and that's fine i i encourage like people to start their own group and see and then see the challenges that comes with trying to do yeah. it like, and learn for themselves. I, I always tell people, too, I'm like, if you find a better way, like, and, and, <laughs> and, I, and I see it, like, you know, I'm all about it. So Yeah. <laughs> if you see a better way, by all means. <laughs> yeah, I just need to, you know, it's one thing in theory to say, like, you know, you'd want it to be just to allow everything. and But, like, when you do that, like. Oh. Generally, people don't want to hang out there, or the or like half the people don't, and I don't know. Yeah, oh, for sure, I've seen it, and because you know, being in in entertainment, 
I mean, a lot of Facebook groups, not just locally, but, you know, globally, whatever. And you see it in every group. Some, you know, people, there's that percentage of people that they want to, you know, post everything. They don't, and then they get mad if it gets removed. And it's like, well, that's not what this group is for. Right, exactly. And then somebody be like, well, I'm going to go start my own group. Yeah, there's been some of that for sure. And then they do. (laughs) And then they are, then suddenly, you know, that group will be like, yeah, you can post whatever. We don't care. We're not going to moderate. And then suddenly they're like, okay, we can't. We got to start moderating. Right. And then and the people with, get mad because they're like, but you said. Exactly. <laughs> and the problem with starting a group out of spite is maybe if you don't go into it with the ambition of like what you want to do, then, you know, maybe that's something like a couple months down the road you don't even care about anymore. Well, absolutely. So. And that happened, like I said, and I'm, and I'm not talking because this is a local podcast. So oh, yeah, totally. I want to make sure I'm clear that I'm not talking about local groups. When I t- yeah, talk about my examples, general, I'm yeah. talking about in general, but I've seen it mostly in entertainment people like comics get mad when they're in a group and then suddenly they go and start their own group out of spite that right. kind of thing yeah so. totally <laughs> but just no. want to make sure nobody thinks when they're oh, listening yeah. feel like i'm targeting or exactly. talking about somebody specifically because i'm new and i don't know anybody here hardly. Right. <laughs> totally but on the plus side of it it has been a it has just been a really cool to see all the connections um you know the art that's been shared yeah the people a lot of you know a lot of it's people asking recommendations or asking if they know anything or like hey i saw this does anybody know what's going on here and and just really cool like to see like that's what it is it's a community group and people are using it to um connect and yeah it's yeah and that's great that's that that's perfect that's what it's that's what social media is supposed to do it's supposed to connect people not drive them apart (laughs) i know i know yeah i don't yeah, it's funny. I was, um, you know, watching some of, the, I forget the name of that documentary, but just, uh, you know, they were saying the people that invented social media weren't um, obviously like psychologists that knew like how the human brain was going to react to a lot of this stuff. And so that's kind of like, you know, why we see a lot of maybe it wasn't engineered like with a lot of that, like what could happen in mind. Yeah. It was just like, Oh, this seems in on paper. It seemed like a good idea. Not a lot of forethought. Right. And it's done, it's done incredible things and it's done damaging things. But I think that's anything in the, you know, anything in the world that gets big enough is going to take both sides. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been great. Thank you for uh, giving me the time. Yeah. Where would you, where would you like to direct people or can they find your music online? Right. I think the easiest, um, because I have all the links to everything at just inside the mind music.com. And, uh, yeah, just like you can get Spotify, um, Apple, um, Amazon, whatever you listen to music on. <laughs> and then I also, have all, I also have all those uh, music videos on there. So um, yeah, it's super cool. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much, Dan, for having me on.
it's such a great song, and I thought a great conversation. I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation as much as I enjoyed having that conversation with Darren Williams from Inside the Music. If you enjoyed their music, if you enjoyed that conversation and you want to support them, you can go see them live tonight at Black and Blues Music and Brews in downtown Loveland, Colorado. Or you can go, uh, if you can't make it tonight, you can go see where they're going to be. Go to their website, InsideTheMusic.com. You can also follow them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash InsideTheMindMusic. Keep supporting these local artists and entertainers. We definitely need it. Uh, next week we have another fantastic guest. Next week I was I'm I'm joined by a mixed media artist, which I think is going to be really cool. It was a really cool conversation. It was a fun conversation because I don't know a lot about art, uh, fine art, other than I enjoy it. But we had a real good conversation. Uh, about what inspires artists. So next week, my guest is Amelia Furman. And uh, yeah, great, great artist that's based right here in Loveland, Colorado. We had a fantastic conversation, talked about some of the different things that are going on in Loveland, in the artist community, and ways people can get involved. So make sure you tune in next week for that episode. That's episode three. And uh, it was a great conversation. Uh, so we're going to wrap things up again. Thank you so much for listening to what's good Loveland and supporting the show. If you want to really support the show, make sure you're following this podcast, wherever you're listening to podcast, leave us a five star rating and review, share the podcast with your friends. It definitely helps. We need to get more listeners, help grow the show. Uh, if you want to reach out and say hi, you can do that. You can send us an email at whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on the Facebook, which is facebook.com slash whatsgoodloveland. Uh, those are ways you can get in contact with us. would love to hear what you have to say. If you have an event that you want to plug, again, you just go to the Facebook page. There's a form you can fill out. Love to talk about your event. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, entertainer, a chef, a brewer, anything like that, and you want to be on the show, send me an email to whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com. I would love to have more uh, make some more connections and and have a bunch of different guests on here because that's what this is. One of, this is going to be a weekly show, and we need more guests. So if you're interested, reach out. Would love to hear from you. And if you love what I'm doing, if you appreciate what I'm doing, putting in this time to uh, bring this podcast to you and cover these events, uh, you don't have to. Don't feel obligated. But if you'd like to tip me, that'd be good. Or buy me a coffee, buy me a brew. You can go to buymeacoffee.com. Uh, slash Debub Comedy. You can leave a tip there. Again, not necessary. Only if you want to. But the best way, if you want to really support me, follow me on social media. I'm Dbooblets Comedy on all social media platforms. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to What's Good Loveland, and we'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, stay good, Loveland. For the love.